Hi there, everyone. You are listening to Warrior's Way Podcast, Season 3, Episode 108. Holy smokes. And I am, as always, James Eek. Before we get going, I just wanted to thank those folks who have messaged me about starting up or having some interest in the Warrior's Way online training program. All of you are awesome, and a gold star goes to those who have signed up because that's the way it works. So, if you don't know what I'm talking about, well, Warrior's Way Online Training Program is a chance for all of you to use what works for me. Stuff I've picked up in my 40 years of training in Zen and fitness and all these martial arts that I've done. These are the things that I do myself to stay healthy, at peace, safe, and in as awesome shape as I possibly can be at 52. That's how old I am now. Nobody sent me a birthday card. (laughs) When I train, I train for realism and I train for longevity because I want to be able to do all those things that I want to do and get them as much as I can from life for as long as I can. Uh, So if you would like to draw on some of this knowledge, you can use the Warrior's Way online training program to learn how to meditate, how to get fit, or you can take some of my awesome martial arts fusion classes that I've put together from, oh, about 10 different martial arts. It's pretty cool, actually. And if you think that sounds like fun, you should send me a message. The way it works is there are three membership levels. And I've made it so that it's affordable for everyone to train with me from wherever you are around the world. The basic level, I think it works out to something like 16 bucks a month. And that's cheap, man. Um, And with that, by the way, you get a fusion martial arts class every week that you can do on your own as many times as you'd like that week. My idea for it is that you do it about twice a week. Maybe a little bit more. Or... For the top-level membership, you and I work together virtually to put together a fitness, meditation, martial arts program tailored totally for you with access to a whole bunch, I would say a ton, but what's a ton? A whole bunch of awesome videos that I spent a year making, just me in the pandemic. (laughs) So if you're interested, drop me a line and we can figure out what works best for you. Um, You can find the program at www.warriorsway.life. Now, if you're listening to this when it comes out, like I've mentioned for the past few podcasts, the actual Warriors Way online training program website is still being worked on. The actual bones of it are good to go. It's just all the homepage fancy schmancy stuff. That's is still underway but the program itself is good to go so the question is are you i hope to hear from you soon because not only is the warriors way online training program unlike anything that i've seen before but i'm super excited to see where it can go and what we can do with it so send me a message and let's do this next thing vaccines. 
it was only a matter of time that I had to make mention of this. Um, as I'm sure some of you are know, are well aware of uh, some people, I'm not naming names, some people um, have chosen to tell people that, you know, you don't need to get a COVID vaccine if you are in this age group or what. Come on, man, wake up and smell the flowers. You need to go get a COVID vaccine. If you are living somewhere that you are able to book one yourself or go to a pharmacy, then get off your butt and go get a vaccine. If you're living in a place like I am and you got to wait for the government to get around to giving you one, well, guess what? As soon as they say you can get one, you run like the wind and get that COVID vaccine. You may think that you are perfectly healthy and you don't need one. Well, guess what? That's delusion. There's one constant in this world, and that is that things are going to happen. Things change, you change, life changes, and part of that is dealing with uh, sickness. It's just the way it goes. You are not immune to illness. And with something like COVID, you may be able to somehow, maybe you're a superhero, to get this awful thing and survive it other people can't though so when you get a vaccine it's to help safeguard you sure but every other person on this planet this is about thinking about other people sometimes i think i'm the only person that gets this i say this stuff all the time i I know i'm not (laughs) But sometimes I wonder when I read the news and I see what some people are saying, what some people are doing. We all need to get the vaccine so that we can get rid of this COVID thing. I'm sick of it. You're sick of it. We're all sick of it. The way we get rid of it is to do what needs to be done for the betterment of all people. Not you. Stop thinking about you. Stop telling people that they don't need to think about other people. We need to think about everybody. That's how we beat something like COVID. And man, the truth of the matter is, is um, let's face facts, folks. We have utterly failed in this Armageddon. This is the easy button. And we somehow messed it up. What are we going to do when the zombies or the aliens come? Because we couldn't even make it through something slow speed, not really something like the other plagues that we've had at all. We've had no bursting pustules, no whatever. In terms of end-of-the-world situations, this one has been pretty laid back in comparison, I should say, not downplaying it. But we fail. So instead, let's be smart, okay? Let's do things better. Get a vaccine, get all the vaccines that they say you need, and you do it for everybody else. And use your brains while you're doing all of that. Still wear a mask. Still don't do stupid things because guess what? They're saying that you could 
get the vaccine and still get infected with this thing and spread it around. So until we can make this there va- this virus go away and leave us alone, do what is right for everyone, not for you in your small little world. Okay? It would be nice if I didn't have to talk about all this, but I feel like I have to. Anyhow, getting off the soapbox again. Vaccines, get them. Don't be a coward. Think of other people. All right, let's do it. Every home, no matter how small, can have a breathing room. We may have a room for everything else, a bathroom, a bedroom, a living room, but most of us don't have a room for our own breathing and peace of mind. If you live in a one-room studio or don't have enough space to set aside a whole room, you can make a breathing space or a breathing corner. Your breathing room is a sacred space. You don't need any furniture, maybe just a cushion or two, maybe an altar or a table with fresh flowers. If you want, you can have a bell to help you with the practice of stopping and mindful breathing. Think about the setup of this room or the corner carefully. How much we enjoy being in a certain place very much depends on the energy that is generated within it. A room can be well decorated but feel cold and unfriendly. Another can lack color and furniture but feel simple, spacious, and comfortable. If you live with other people, you should all design and decorate the space together, perhaps with flowers or pebbles or photographs doesn't matter. Don't put a lot in the room. The most important elements are a place to sit and a feeling of peace. There needs to be an agreement in advance that everyone respects the breathing area. Once you're in the breathing room or the breathing corner, no one can shout at you anymore. You have immunity. When you hear members of your family in the breathing room, you can support them by lowering your own voice or you might want to join them. If you're very upset, you can restore your clarity by going to the breathing room. When you feel uneasy or sad or angry, you can go into the breathing space, close the door, sit down, invite the sound of the bell. In the Zen tradition, we don't say that we ring or strike the bell. Instead, we invite the bell with the inviter, (laughs) which is a wooden stick. And practice breathing mindfully. When you breathe like this for 10 or 15 minutes, you begin to feel better. Without such a room, you may not allow yourself to take a break, even in your own home. You may be restless or angry with others or sad. If you spend even a few minutes in your breathing room, you can ease your suffering and better understand the source of your discomfort. In your breathing room or breathing corner, consider making an altar. On the altar in my hermitage in France are images of Buddha and Jesus. And every time I light the incense, I'm in touch with both of them as my spiritual ancestors. When you touch someone who authentically represents a tradition, you touch not only his or her tradition, but also your own. In East Asia, every home has a family altar. Whenever there's an important event in the family, like the birth of a child, we offer incense and announce the news to our ancestors. If our son is about to go college, go to college, we make an offering and announce that tomorrow our son will leave for college. 
When we return home after a long trip, the first thing we do is offer incense to our ancestors and announce that we are home. Putting pictures of our blood and spiritual ancestors on the altar helps us feel rooted. We can find ways to cherish and develop our spiritual heritage. We feel more whole. Learning to touch deeply the jewels of our own tradition allows us to understand and appreciate the values of other traditions, and this benefits everyone. On your altar, you can place a bell or an incense holder, a small statue, one or two candles, flowers, or a small rock. Anything that feels important to you can be there. It's important that each person who lives in your home feels a connection to that altar. If they'd like to add something, they might go for a walk in nature and come back with something that represents beauty, solidity, or goodness for them. Perhaps a stone, or a leaf, a pine cone, or a flower. If there are words that help to ground you, you can add them to your altar as well. Some people write the words from the, be, from the breathing meditation practiced at my meditation center. In, out, deep, slow, calm, ease, smile, release, present moment, wonderful moment. Or you might enjoy writing down other keywords that will stay with you easily or remind you to breathe mindfully throughout that day. Placing objects on an altar doesn't mean we're bowing to or worshipping these things. For example, placing a statue of the Buddha on the altar is a reminder of our own capacity to be mindful, awake, loving, and accepting. Creating and maintaining a home space is a way to practice respect to the world around us, our ancestors, and the natural world, and to remind us that whatever we love and respect is also within us. So that is an excerpt from the book Making Space by Thich Nhat Hanh the awesome Vietnamese Zen master. This is an idea that is more important than you realize. When I first started the podcast, you might have been thinking, what exactly is he suggesting in this article? (laughs) But it's really actually very important. For anyone who's ever trained at a dojo or a zendo for that matter, you know there's a subtle power to a training area. It's like our bodies and minds understand that when we enter the space, it is time to do the work. It's time to get down to it. It's a time to get real. Far too many people go through the motions those few times a week that they're in that space, outside of their homes, But then they just go back to being the every other moment of the day selves when they aren't there. If you think about it, that's a bit nuts. You realize your training matters, so you treat a place special. But when you aren't there, it's just the same whole thing. It doesn't make any sense. What we need to do is enable ourselves to train regardless of where we are. Having a space in our homes to get this going is going to really help. Now, you might be thinking that you don't have the space. 
Maybe you just have a room that is yours and that's it. Well, guess what? That's awesome. You're lucky. You have a room. (laughs) Some people don't even have that. A room means you have a whole room to make into a place of magic and transformation. Now, I don't mean throw out your bed and convert it into some austere dojo. (laughs) Designate a corner or a spot into a place where you can meditate and maybe a few square feet where you can practice walking meditation, throw some kicks or swing a stick. Believe me, you don't need much. When I was in the field in the army, I'd make my bivy bag my spot. And those few scant hours, I'd get some rack time. I would use my bag as a place that was just me. I would leave all the rest alone. I'd retreat within, breathe, calm. It was what I called my reclining army zen. (laughs) Actually, I should have trademarked that. If you're listening to this, don't take it. (laughs) setting aside a place to have as your special training area whether it is for zen or martial arts or both sets you up for success it's a space a place that reminds you to get to it it reminds us to be mindful truly awake to be compassionate to train hard to have fun and to be a good friend it doesn't have to be anything fancy Even just a corner of your bedroom where you can roll up and tuck away your Zafu and Zabuton with maybe a few other things, or you can set aside a whole room, it doesn't matter. What matters is the intent, what it means to you, and most importantly, that you're going to use it every day. Make it your own space. Make it special. Make it special because it is. It's magic. It it will be a place that will enable you to transform your life completely. In Zen, we call things that help us in our training skillful means. It's also sometimes called apaya. I like the English because I'm English. Skillful means. The idea is actually very Jeet Kune Do-like in that you use what works for you. Absorb what's useful, reject what's useless, and add what is specifically your own. That's the JKD part. These things can be the mala beads or a bell, or for that matter, an altar. It can also be your Apple Watch reminding you to breathe. Thing is, it doesn't matter. What matters is what you need to do or have to make what you have and what you're Actually, what matters is what your intent is. Have the right intent, then have the wherewithal to follow through with it. Your Apple Watch telling you to breathe is all well and good, but if you don't have the intent to follow through with it, then that's not really going to help you. Us humans are terrible and hilarious excuse makers. We will say we have no time, which of course is a lie. We will say we are too busy, which is doubtful. We will say we are too old, too fat, too lazy, too young, too unfocused, and on and on and on and on and on. None of it's true. If you haven't figured it out this far in life, if you want to do something, you will. 
If something matters to you, you'll do it. If you don't care, you will make excuses. And some of us are the serial killers of good intentions. We are carriers of one of the worst things that you can catch, the bubonic laziness. Bubonic laziness is contagious and spreads to every aspect of life. And yes, you can spread it on to others if you're thinking about it. Carving out a space in your life for the kind of transformation we talk about in this podcast is one of the best things you can do. So enough of this jibber-jabbering and thinking about it. Get it done. Do it today. Find a space and make it your personal dojo of awesomeness. Get going. Well, finish listening to the podcast first and do it. But you're going to thank me for it. I can guarantee you. Do it. Question of the week comes to us from Colin. You've mentioned that you're a Zen dude. What exactly does that mean? (laughs) Well, I'm not quite sure if you're asking me what a Zen dude means or what part of the... Anyways, I'll do my best to answer the question. If you want a Zen answer, it doesn't mean anything. It isn't anything special. Now, if you want an honest answer, I'm still figuring it out after 40 years of doing it. Looking back, I became a Zen wannabe when I was a kid. I taught myself how to meditate and studied what I could. When I was about 25, I guess, maybe a little bit younger, I actually took the precepts, as they say, and I became, I guess what you're calling, a Zen dude. Since then, though, my view of Zen and how it is integrated into my life has changed a lot over the years. Sure, I've always meditated every day, but my training, looking back at it, hasn't always been exactly where I thought it was at the time, where it could have been, or where it is now. That's the way that looking back on the past always is, though, I guess, isn't it? What I can tell you is that these days, my practice has taken on new dimensions. I meditate formally for a good chunk of time every morning. But the important thing is that I have really taken on the integration of Zen into my life in a way that I maybe wasn't ready for up until the past few years, and especially since COVID started. That's one of the plus things I would have to say that COVID has done for me. But what does all that mean? That's harder to define. I guess you could say that I don't just identify as maybe a Buddhist, but I've made the intention of being a better, as you say, Zen dude, than I have been in the past. Now, I fail a lot, but I learn from it. And I learn good lessons that help me. And I do this by bringing more mindfulness into my day. And when I say I fail, I don't mean like fail necessarily in huge ways. It could be, you know, something makes me angry. And then I find myself clinging to that anger. By bringing mindfulness into my day, it makes a huge difference. 
By fully embracing the concepts and emotion of kindness and compassion, I try to send into this world as much of it as possible, as much of it as I can, every day. I try to watch my thoughts and emotions. I strive to see what is going on, even in those deep, dark places of the self that few of us really want to see or really want to admit that are inside of us. And I embrace it. And I acknowledge and see what's there. And I give understanding to it and compassion and kindness. If you can't be kind to those dark parts of yourself, good luck. (laughs) I try to fill my days with more mindful, calm, centered moments. I also talk to my chickens. I talk to ravens and crows and spiders and whatever else wanders into my day and I try to treat them all with kindness. End of the day, for me being a Zen dude, is about finding a place in this life where I am seeing who I am, who I'm not, what matters, what doesn't matter, and trying to spend the time I have here being a light in the darkness. Because in the end, that is probably all that matters. There's enough anger and greed and delusion and selfishness in this world already. What we all need are more of us who aren't about that. So, I'm not sure that that totally answers the question, but I think it's a good start. Truth is, every day I'm still figuring it all out. Good question. And speaking of figuring stuff out, if you want to find out more about my take on Zen, the Warrior's Way online training program is a great place to go. I've got videos on meditation and my outlook on life. Not to mention a bunch of great martial arts instructionals and fitness workouts to make you more awesome. So, hope to see you there. And I think we'll end it there. You can find the Warrior's Way podcast on Facebook. And believe it or not, just this week I have started up a Warrior's Way podcast Instagram account. <laughs> I know I've avoided it, but I'm, I'm there now. So, look for the Warrior's Way podcast on Instagram now. And be sure to follow it and say hi. If you like this podcast, pick up one of my books. You can find them on Amazon. Um, You can get them on Kobo and Kindle. Give this podcast five stars on whatever it is that you're listening to, if you can. Or go to Apple Podcasts and do that. Um, What else? I think that's about it. Check us out. Drop me a line. Say hi. If you have any questions, let me know. And I'd love if you can come on out and join us on the Warriors Way online training program. I put a lot of work into it, and I think it's great. And with that, I think I'm going to go. So, as always, train hard, folks. Have fun and be a good friend. Make this world a better place because you were in it. Thanks a lot.